You're listening to the Pastor to Pastor podcast brought to you by the 6-4 Fellowship, pastors committed to prayer and the ministry of the word. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the issue of revival. It's something we all long to see, but is it really biblical? Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Pastor to Pastor podcast with Daniel Henderson. I'm your host, Robert Naughton. This week, Daniel, one pastor has written in. He's observed that we often talk about revival, but he wants to know, is that actually in the New Testament? Or should we be pursuing a different approach to training and discipling? Well, it's a question close to my heart, Robert. All my life, I have been very interested in revival. I often joke when I speak that for a number of years, I had a, a, um, a disease called Ravenhillitis. Uh, I had read so many books on revival by Leonard Ravenhill that I just you know, was eating, sleep, drinking, breathing revival, sponsored conferences on revival young as a young pastor. Uh, we loved J. Edwin Orr's books and videos as he talked about the history of revival. But a number of uh, months ago, I was in the car with a well-known pastor, a writer, and we were talking about a number of subjects. You got on the subject of revival, and he said something to me that riveted me. He said, but you know, revival's not even taught in the New Testament. And uh, I almost went off the road because this particular pastor was not just some cranky old guy. He's renowned for um, living revival and being a man of prayer. Uh, but I pondered his question, and so as all of us would probably do, I decided, well, I better look that up. And for sure, the word revival is not in the New Testament. And I would suggest even the way we speak about revival often is not a New Testament concept. Obviously, we all want the most of what God wants to give us. We want revival. We uh, believe in uh, spiritual vitality. Uh, the word is actually defined as a return to consciousness or life. So as believers, we want to be spiritually conscious. We want to be spiritually alive. Uh, it's also defined as becoming active or flourishing again. We want that for our lives, our family, our churches. But perhaps we have put things around this word revival uh, that the New Testament probably did not intend. Uh, to be honest with you, the closest thing I could find in terms of a revival was Jesus' words to the churches in Revelation, uh, where he talked about coming back to spiritual vitality, uh, the Ephesian church, the Laodicean church, the church of Sardis that had a name to live but was dead. Obviously, they needed to experience what we would call revival, a re-enlivening, or based upon that definition that we just shared, the idea of becoming active and flourishing again. So the concept is there, but we have to be careful that we don't focus on revival as an event or an it or a happening or a ministry. Revival, I love the way Norman Grubb says it, is the reviver, and he's living in us. So in my book, Transforming Presence, I have a whole conclusion that I wrote uh, about pursuing the hope of a new covenant revival. In other words, revival from a new covenant standpoint. Now, the word is used occasionally in the Old Testament, and we all know the Old Testament saints needed revival often. 
But from a new covenant standpoint, how are we to understand revival? I love the definition that my friend Richard Owen Roberts gives. He says, revival is an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary results. And I would add this, it's an extraordinary movement of the indwelling Holy Spirit producing extraordinary results. Norman Grubb, who has written an incredible book called Continuous Revival, I think has the best understanding of revival of anyone I have read in my entire life. Uh, Grubb served with C.T. Studd in Africa, where for decades they experienced an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit. And so in talking about revival and segueing into this whole issue of real discipleship, I want to tell you what uh, Grubb says. He says, the truth is that revival is really the reviver in action. He came 2,000 years ago at Pentecost. Revival is not so much a vertical outpouring from heaven. And then he says, parenthetically, for the reviver is already here in his temple, the bodies of the redeemed. Catch that. It's not something that comes out of heaven. He's already in us, he says. And he goes on, he says, as it is a horizontal out moving through these temples into the world, it is a horizontal rather than a vertical movement. So Grubb teaches and affirms what I believe, and that is revival is basically the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Grubb goes on to say revival is obedience to the Holy Spirit. It's not something we conjure down from heaven. It is something that the Holy Spirit produces in us because we are the temple and the reviver is in us. And so it is really a display of the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit. So Grubb goes on to talk about something that I think is very important to discipleship. He talks about this ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in a very simple and I think memorable way. He calls it roof off, walls down. Roof off, walls down. In other words, roof off uh, an absolute authenticity before God of confession, of humility, of integrity before God, keeping short accounts, keeping a clear conscience, living a life of real authenticity before God. One of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 15 Ask the question, Lord, who really knows you? Who experiences your presence? And again, it's an old covenant thought, but it's very relevant to the new covenant because David's answer is timeless. He says, he who walks with integrity, works righteousness, and speaks the truth in his heart. That's a great understanding of roof off. He walks with integrity. All the pieces of his life fit together before God. He does the right thing before God. He's always living out the righteousness of Christ in his life through his decisions, choices, words, attitudes, reactions. And here's the key. He speaks the truth in his heart. You know, friend, the most dangerous lies we ever tell are the ones we tell ourselves about ourselves. And he's really describing roof off. Grub goes into detail talking about what that looked like in Africa and what it should look like in our lives. But then he talks about walls down. Complete authenticity, honesty, pure ministry vertically between one or horizontally rather between one another. I love what James 5 says, a verse we don't practice very often, James 5.16. It says this, but confess your faults, your sins, your weaknesses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. You see, there is a horizontal interplay there, isn't there, that brings healing, authenticity, that involves humility and, and transparency with one another. Grubb said, the Holy Spirit worked. Jesus the Reviver worked powerfully when we lived with roof off and walls down. 
That, my friend, is a recipe for true discipleship. You see, if one of Bruce's disciples, we don't have to go hire a discipleship pastor, although there may be usefulness in that. If we want to have discipleship, we need to have this environment in our church of roof off and walls down so that every member of the body of Christ is stimulating uh, the work of Christ in, in the others around them. It's the practice of these one and others that we see throughout the New Testament. Uh, in another one of the chapters as we wrap up, I talk about uh, what we often call the manifest presence of God. But from a New Testament standpoint, the way it's actually taught, not the way we often speak about it, is 1 Corinthians 12 and in chapter 14, the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. How? Inside out. Because 1 Corinthians 12, 6 talks about the Spirit in us, and now the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Here's the point. Uh, the work of the New Covenant Ever since Pentecost, the reality of what Christ has given to us is the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit, sufficient in every believer. The very Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in every believer in our church and needs to be manifested through every believer to the believers around them, uh, and that is roof off, walls down, and that, as I believe, is where discipleship really occurs. It's not a program. It's not filling in blanks while you're sitting at Denny's eating a Grand Slam breakfast. It is the release of the Holy Spirit who lives in every believer, through every believer, to every believer, beyond the believers, into the world as we manifest Christ to the world around us. And I believe that is how we really grow true disciples. So, in wrapping up, revival is not an event. It's not a vertical outpouring. It is a horizontal outliving of the fullness of the life of the Holy Spirit. So do you want to produce disciples? We need to teach them that as members of the new covenant, the Holy Spirit lives in us. He gifts us. He calls us to grow, to be sanctified, to worship. He calls us to minister to one another, to practice all those one another's of the scripture, to build up the body of Christ as every member does its function. And I believe that will produce the fruit of real training and real discipleship, and perhaps from a New Testament definition, a real revival. When John wrote to the churches, uh, quoting Jesus as he walked among those seven churches, you know the one thing he said to every church, the last thing he said to every church, let him who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Revival is the work of the Holy Spirit it is obedience to the Holy Spirit, and it is a high view of what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in and through all of us, roof off, walls down. Well, thank you, Daniel, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe to receive these on iTunes or at our website, 64fellowship.com. There you can also explore many other great resources on how to excel in prayer and the ministry of God's Word. You can also find out about our pastoral coaching opportunities with Daniel Henderson. If you have a question you'd like us to address, please email that to us at info at 64fellowship.com. Once again, I'm your host, Robert Naughton. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.